Welcome to Culture Crawl ATX Podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Ward Jr. And this is Donald Scott II. All right, so with Valentine's Day coming up, today's Culture Crawl Podcast is on love. I don't know about y'all, ladies and gentlemen, but for me, love to me is the basis of everything. Uh, a lot of times I believe that we don't, we don't really think about like good and evil being the basis of everything and everything just kind of just trickles down from there. But love and good to me interchangeable because the basis of love is good and basis of good and love is my opinion. So for me, when you think about love, it shouldn't just be, oh, I love my family and friends, but we should love everybody. We should love our strangers. We should love people we don't know, people we don't like. We should always come from a place in love uh, and not just focus on love, I want to say, one-sided or expect something from someone else if we're showing them love. I think that we've kind of lost track of the, the purity and the, and the power of love that we have within our community, just amongst our friends, family, anybody else for that matter. I think we've gotten to the point where in our communities and everything, love has become kind of like a corporate transaction in a way mm-hmm. where um, if you're not getting something in return, you're not going to give it. Oh, like Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So yeah, you can say Valentine's Day, uh, like say your boyfriend wants to give you flowers, mm-hmm. but also how do I give something, like what am I going to give back as a gift to my boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very good at gifting to guys, especially, so that's hard for me. Like, I can give you my time, and I can give you my, like, intimacy as love, Mm -hmm. but I don't see the need for gifts, I guess. I think that kind of, like... Do you feel pressured to give gifts or to exchange one form of love with another form of love yeah definitely is that because of society or because of your experiences what what, what, where do you think that comes from um probably because of society because especially valentine's day and other holidays you know it's it's giving you're you're giving gifts and um like my family's started to change so we kind of give more experiences which has been a lot of fun um, but I feel like, especially with like intimate partners, you want to give something um, physical. Like you want to give them a gift of some sort. Mm-hmm. This is a funny topic, actually. Um, <laughs> I was laughing earlier because one of my favorite shirts to wear before I was married was the shirt <laughs> that said "Love Sucks." This disclaimer: Before I was married, <laughs> okay, okay. But, um, But when we start talking about love, and then if we bring in relationship, right? And then we say, how do I love? I know that there are books about love languages, mm-hmm. right? It, you know, is your love language uh, acts of service? Yeah. Uh, Quality time. Things, affirmation. Right? Yeah. Affirmation. Yeah. Right? I got and, you, man. I got you. And um, that forces the conversation of, well, you must have a love language and if you don't have the properly defined love language then your love is uh, ineffective or corrupted in some way Uh, I think you bring up a good point about the transactional nature of relationships and how we feel about what that transaction may be I I heard a commercial that said oh it would be great if you proposed to your fiance on Valentine's Day that shit sounds so corny to me. <laughs> but at the same time, 
we've created this space where you're supposed to be financially You're supposed, you're supposed to be financially rewarding a partner with your love. It's not enough to say, oh, I wash these dishes. Yeah, that's Doesn't a form of love. Show that yeah. I love you. Listen, yeah, right? if a guy washed dishes for me, I would be the happiest woman in the world. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my gosh, you did what? That's, that's a function, that, but that depends on what your love language is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it might be that you will wash the dishes. Washing dishes is easy. What you really want is a hug. But then you might run into somebody that doesn't like hugging, right? So and now you haven't realized that your love languages are off. Yeah, mm-hmm. so say you're in a relationship um, and you find out your love language are different. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that create conflict? Does that, does that end the relationship? Does that, how does that work within your relationship, I guess? That depends on your level of investment. And that's, that's where I think... Uh, we talk about love, right? Like, people are like, oh, I love you. I want to do blank. Or, I love you. Whatever. But really, to me, love is like work. Every day. Yes. Every day I wake up and I'm like, shit, I guess I... Fuck. Yes, I love you. Come on, let's... Get these kids out of bed. Get this work done. Try to smile. You know what I mean? And then maybe... Let's see if we can create a space for some free time or some fun. But the love is actually work. So, uh, but I've been married. I'm in the game. So, uh, 11 years strong. <laughs> I love would, you. I would say that with <laughs> love, you have to work towards it. And you have to work towards love because love is a choice. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not a feeling. And I think we, we believe love is a feeling, but it's not. Like you are choosing to do these mm-hmm. things with or for someone and there's different levels of love right so the love i have for my mother is completely mm-hmm. different than the type of love i have for my brother completely different than the type of love i have for my friends different type of love to my wife right those are all three different types of love and you prioritize those individuals based on the level of love that you have so for example like i love my mother love my brother love my friends my wife comes first right <laughs> after my wife is okay then is, then is my mom my mom's like there right the first you know for a very long time and i mean i would say majority of people's lives like your parents is like those are your go-to's your parents but then yeah. once you have your own family then it trickles away from your from your parents to your family the family that you're creating you're developing um and then there's also love where it's selfless right where now you are just you are putting others above yourself and that could be for strangers, that could be for you serving in your church, you doing something for your, for your family members that they need something, right? But now you're doing love where you are putting other people's needs and, and their concerns above you. So to your point, you definitely have to work on love mm-hmm. because love is patient, you know, love is kind. Love does, doesn't, doesn't, love doesn't have any basis of negativity, of evil, like no, it's the complete opposite of that so from the love standpoint like you know in in our daily interactions with people whether you're doing the dishes for your spouse whether you're working with your co-workers if you're coming from a place of love it doesn't matter what the altercation is so to speak but you come from a place of love you could get through that and that's with everything so i want to go back you said something um it was like love is not a feeling Mm -hmm. it's what did you say there it's a choice it's a choice Mm -hmm. so with that so i guess as from a girl's perspective we're taught from a very young age you know you're gonna have these feelings and it's gonna be the best extreme thing like you've ever had 
and like for me especially like my first boyfriend it was a feeling like it you have that first love and it's so different from anything else so both of you are married correct mm -hmm. so coming from that standpoint um would you say that there is any i mean obviously there's feeling in it um but do you ever get that like those butterflies again kind of thing so yeah so what i would say is that love actions create love feelings so for example if, if you don't know your your boyfriend if you don't know you have no idea who he is you don't walk oh my gosh i love you no 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 like you interacted <laughs> with him in some shape or form for you to then be like oh my gosh i love him mm -hmm. so it was those those actions that was done beforehand to then get you in a sense where you feel the way you feel it's like what was one i was talking to someone else in a different conversation and it was like you're you're mad about something right but then if you go if you if you kiss her if you hug her if you touch her now all of a sudden now you're no longer mad now y'all are happy now you're joyful now you have love and you allow your your choice of your action to then now create an environment and that's the same thing like being motivated with any other thing that we tie as a feeling is like but you could choose to do something and your action that you would choose then now create something different. It's like if you were to literally force yourself to smile, you would just start like, like it'll, be, it'll be different. Like something else would come over you because you're literally smiling and you, and you feel that on your sense and that allows you to engage with things otherwise. Um, but I will say I always get butterflies. I love my wife. So just seeing her and engaging with her is like, oh, like this brings up joy in me, right? But it's tied through the actions I'm giving or doing towards her. What's your comment, man? Yeah, I would say, um, speaking on behalf of other people I know and uh, their, <laughs> their not, experiences. Not, not, not me, wife. You know, I'm not talking, this is, but yeah, other people no, have no, told this me. This is not about the Scott household. This is about other people's households. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think it is a... Let's see. So when we talk about marriage, right, what we're talking about is a decision made mm -hmm. to commit to an individual yep. for a duration of time that we can't actually appreciate, right? Like forever is forever. Until I die. You don't really fully appreciate forever until you've had at least some sort of significant challenge to the relationship. Then you're like, damn, forever? <laughs> I think that's where the conversation around like the transition from butterflies, I love you, to you are my partner in this life that we are creating together and we continue to create it and we are both invested in our future so whatever this little like spark mm -hmm. that may have dimmed right there's always that fire I guess what I'm visualizing is like when you get married like like I mean it's different for everybody but by the time that if you have children by the time that first child is two it's like a grill Right? You douse that lighter fluid on it, you throw that match and boom, the fire is all high. You like, yes, got it. Once that child is like three though, fire's gone down, 
know what I mean? And it's just embers. But now you're actually cooking something because you can't put a piece of meat. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking yeah. cooking, right? <laughs> you can't just throw something on the fire and think it's going to nope. be um, done, right? The only thing you're really going to do is burn it and you won't be able to use it. You're not really ready for like, and I'm, I'm not judging, and I'm not giving advice, but not until like five, six years, right? When the, when the shit is just a grind. That's why people who get divorced get divorced within six months, right? Because they was in love. They threw that they threw that meat on the fire, and it burned, right? And it was like, oh, that shit's too hot. <laughs> you got to grind it out, and then your love starts to change, and then now you're like, all right, yeah, I was pissed yesterday, but then, like you said, you get a hug, and he's like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was pissed, but it's okay. And then, you know, you're, you're a partnership. And then that's what I think a lot of people, yeah. and that's what we get back to like, the feeling, right? Because if love was a feeling, then if you got mad, you wouldn't love that person anymore. Yeah. But look at all the people in your family get mad at all the time. You still love them, regardless of how mad you are. Okay, rephrase, it's not you. But for the most part, right, if, if your sister, your brother, your mom, like, ate your food, you're mad at them, oh my gosh, you ate my stuff, right? But you still love them, mm-hmm. right? If, they, they, if someone didn't clean their room or, or didn't do their homework or took your money or whatever, whatever family drama we have, like, really, like, you love that person because they're your person, right? So no matter how much your parents, like, um, disciplined you or didn't give what you want, you still love that person. So it didn't matter how you felt, that love is still there. And I feel like we don't have that same construct when mm-hmm. we're in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, as I think about it, people who, who are my age, you aren't married. And they're like, oh, man, how do you do that? Like, how, how do you just, you know, stay with one woman? How do you, how do you, um, how do you, how do you deal with it? It's like... Number one, I'm committed to her in the first place, right? That's the first thing. And number two, I don't run away when we have an issue, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, like, I'm committed to, regardless of what we're going through, as long as we're not, like, disrespecting each other, like, intentionally, like, all the time, right? Like, so if you're not cheating all the time, lying all the time, if you're not doing all those things, but there's room for improvement, that's fine because we're no one's perfect and we're going to grow together, but we don't realize that, hey, if I love this person, I love them unconditionally, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what they do, I'm going to be committed and invested in this relationship. And that's the same thing you do for your spouse, for your friends, for your family members. There is a time when you have to let people go that, you know, you have to love people from afar sometimes. But for the most part, like, hey, we want to channel this same thought process to everybody. And then if I bring up those we don't know, that's where the conversation gets even, you know, more complicated. Because certain people are very quick to love people they know, but they don't love people they don't know. And if we're talking about love, I believe that, you know, we should love everyone. Because love, the opposite of love is just hatred. So you're either going to love your neighbors or you're going to hate your neighbors. No, I, so I think there's probably room for apathy mm-hmm. in there. I don't necessarily hate my neighbors. Mm-hmm. And I don't think about them at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because there's, there's different levels of love, right? You got priorities. You know, yeah. got priorities. Yeah, I wouldn't say hate. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it has to be a love or hate. For your life. Everyone in this but, but but you don't want them to die. And look at everybody here. You, like you don't you have no idea who they are, but you don't want them to die. That's a version of love. I don't know if, if, I, yeah. if, if you want everybody to die, okay, then fine. No, yeah. not the, see. I don't think it's it's not that easy. Like I do or I don't. It's like oh, if the homeboy walked outside, got hit by a car, I'd be like, damn. It's, it's exactly because you see, that that little care, that little care, okay, a little bit, it, it's love. 
That's not hatred. It's like it's like because if you were if that was concern, I would use the word concern. Concern and concern is just a very small level of love. Because why are you caring for? Like, like, well, what is it doing in your heart? Where you're like, oh, what happened to that person? Versus, oh, whatever. You know, and, and, and there's a lot of times we wouldn't say whatever. We may say whatever because we're busy, because we're focusing on other things. But, you know, for majority of individuals, like, we care if things happen to people. Now, what we do with that, that's another conversation, right? <laughs> but once we have that little ounce of care, then what's the next step? You know, well, what are the other things we're going to do? Are you going to do a Screw Cupid event downtown? Or will you be having a Skype Valentine's? Um, or are y'all flying? Probably a Skype. No, he asked me if we wanted to meet in the middle because it is like nine hours mm -hmm. to get to the middle of out. Um, but since I just got here, I don't really have the money and I drove. So I'm like, mm. I love you and I want to put that effort in. But right now, mm. I can't put that effort in other than over like Skype or right. FaceTime mm. kind of thing. Um, now, if you were to fly down here, I wouldn't be mad, but <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then for, for you all, when you think about someone showing them they love you, whether it's a friend, family member, whatever, what, what's the, what's the go-to? If you do this, I know you love me. I think for me, it's being able to like have someone be there for me like no matter what. So like no matter what time of day or no matter what I'm about to tell you, like you're gonna love me through it and not, or at least not judge me for it kind of thing. Like um, my best friend, she's probably my soulmate in this life. Um, and I know I can tell her absolutely anything and she is just gonna sit there and she's gonna listen to me or she'll ask me like, what do you need from me right now to help you? Um, and I think, that her being willing to sit there and listen to me or help me with my personal growth is what I need from someone. Um, what about you? Good transition. <laughs> um, um, unconditional love. Mm -hmm. is something that I believe only generates from a parent to a child. Every other type of love is conditional. Mm -hmm. But I believe that one of the challenges that we have today in society is that we have children who have not experienced that type of love from both parents. Mm -hmm. And so if you can pinpoint not receiving unconditional love from somebody, it challenges how you can accept love or give love to others without some set of conditions put in place. Uh, I don't actually have, I, I wouldn't think of something that people would have to do in order for me to say, okay, fine, I love you. But I would also say that the only people I ever say I love you to uh -huh. is my family. Period. But what about you feeling like they love you? The 
only, and then I would say, yeah, the probably I only feel, mm -hmm. I, I personally feel mm -hmm. that the only people who love me are my fans. You don't feel like I love you? That's what I mean. I don't why, care. But like, okay. Why? Like, what did they do to make you feel that way? Nothing. They're family. They, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? They have. Okay. They don't have a choice. So, so, so just by blood. So just by yeah. blood, it's like, oh, like y'all love me. Yeah, unconditional. Okay. Right. Anything other than that is conditional. Like I'm like, ah, if I, like if I snap off right now, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. If I say something crazy, mm -hmm. they'd be like, man, that dude Donald, he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but then this happened. But then, then, and now it's like, you know what I mean? Like, but when it's your family. It, you can talk shit about your family all day. But, so you don't think the book? So then but, I wouldn't but, be able to talk trash about you and still love you? No. We don't know. Imagine. No, Why wait, not? wait. How does that work? Because like, I still got love for money. There's different levels of love, right? So no, that's what I'm saying. So okay. that's what I mean. Like that condition, the conditioning of love is different for everybody. So you're only talking about unconditional love. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that for me. Mm -hmm. I only really think about love as, as unconditional. unconditional. Gotcha. Okay. okay Anything okay. else is like something we is is us assigning a word to an experience, mm -hmm. but we could easily call it something else. Okay, I got you. And, and I would say I think there's a lot of words that come from an extension of love. Mm -hmm. For example, like mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. That's all right. Right, right. All those are like saying yes, pretty much. Just. Any form, you just say yes, 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 yes. Just different levels of that, but it's still there. Versus the complete opposite, which is like no, 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 no. No matter, no matter how much I, I may like it or love it, the answer is no. Then I'm completely changing the conversation, moving the right direction. It's like, well, then you really don't like it then. Really don't love it then. Mm -hmm. And those are situational. And then now, now we're you know making that more complicated. But to go back on just love in general, I could not like somebody to love them. Mm -hmm. uh, family. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. the, only, the only people you can actually love mm -hmm. in spite of everything, like anything else, is family. So I'm going to give you another example. So for example, Trump. I do not like Trump. Do not agree with his, prob with his policies. But I have love for him because I want him to get help. I want love because I want him to change his ways. I have love him because the only way to change negative behavior or bad habits is to show love. But there's there, there's like negative judgmental. reinforcement. But it's not me being judgmental. Me observing and me having an opinion based on what I'm observing. What if he's living his best life? What does that got to do with how I feel? That's what I'm saying. You're judging him. But, but, but regardless of how he's living his life. Best how life. He, but, but that, that, that's irrelevant about how I feel towards him or not. Yeah, but you're judging him. What if I'm living my best life mm -hmm. out here? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, Donald, I love you, bro, but you should change your ways. Then that but means you don't actually love me. So, whoa. Or so, you're judging me. You, you, don't, you, you do love me, but really, really you love so me so that I would change. So, so I'm getting out yeah. of this like you have a very um kind of like a i guess i would call it like a god or jesus complex where like um a, like your love for people is i will love anybody mm -hmm. pretty much no matter what even if you're a bad person like i i have i might not like you but i have love for you because i want to potentially if i can i want to be able to help you um see 
that there's a better way of things kind of thing. Yeah, we're all humans. We're all yeah. humans. Yeah. And regardless of who you are or what you're doing, the fact that you are breathing, I have love for you. Now, outside of, so that's the basis, right? So I don't hate you, I love you. Now, I may not agree with what you're doing, not me judging you, but it's just like, I wouldn't do that. It's like, well, I, I, I just wouldn't do that. Like, there, there it can't just be um, love and then hate. There has to be that spectrum. Well, the spectrum is where you are in that. It's like you go to school, you get an education. Okay, well, well, where are you in your education? Are you in kindergarten or in pre-K or are you in college and you graduated? So do you think you're, I guess, going back to like intimate love and like family love, do you think that um, your, your spectrum, like the older you are then... Uh, the I, higher education or the more I think it um, ha- I think it has nothing to do with so time is definitely a factor yeah. but I don't think more time dictates more love or more experience I just think it comes down to you as an individual so nurture and nature those are the two things mm-hmm. what are how are you naturally because there are some people who naturally just love more than others just naturally right mm-hmm. you can tell from this conversation and then there's those who will be influenced by their environment. So think about someone who've never seen love at all versus someone who've experienced nothing but love their whole entire life. Yeah. That person's gonna come out at least knowing more about love just because they experienced it. So it depends on you naturally, but then also your environment. That's like with anything, maybe I would not say. knowing it, but maybe having a different um, experience with it gives someone a different perspective on it. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Like, like, like the, the type of love you receive from my grandma like grandparents are amazing like when grandparents got grandchildren like it's just like oh my gosh grandma grandparents love you yeah it's, that's it's, what I'm saying it's yeah. like huge right but the love that you would get if you had grandparents or versus the love you get from like a step parent nothing gets a step parent but like it's different because they're a step or they're like your mother-in-law versus someone who who's, who's like waited their whole life to see you you know now that you're here they're like oh my gosh nothing but joy and excitement yeah. so there's different levels of that and the type of love you receive would also dictate have a person that you are as well we know that the more love yeah. you get the, the, the overall holistically the, the the better you are as an individual you know you want to say something man yeah i just i agree with that especially the grandparent conversation mm-hmm. like um i would say even grandparents love their grandchild more on that spectrum than they love their own children mm-hmm. from, yeah. a, from an expression perspective, right? And, and I think you mentioned it. <clears throat> they have been waiting, right? For, for grandparents who want grandchildren, mm-hmm. it's something that they desire, right? And then when it comes, they're like, yes! Mm-hmm. That is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes, and you know, sometimes. Here's a statement. I'll make this statement. And then we can wrap around it a little bit. But I know that there are people who have favorite children. Right? And they'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, I like this child more than I like this other child. Yeah, that's, but that's like, not love. Like. Well, but how you interact with them is a function of the depth. Mm-hmm. That you're willing to go mm-hmm. to support, interact with, and be one to one. Yep. From a love connection perspective. Children see that. 
Yeah. Right? So even even if that parent loves a child, un- all children, all of their children unconditionally, mm-hmm. there's still a spectrum from parent to child. Yeah. Which means there are some parents who hate their children. I wouldn't necessarily say hate their children. I would say that they just love one child more than the other. So, like for example, love is action, right? So, Mm -hmm. if I tell you I love you, that does nothing. I can say I love you all day, but if I am not showing you that I love you, how do you know that I love you? I have to do more than just talk about it. So, how much time am I spending with you? Am I being more patient with you? Am I speaking? Am I being more kind to you? Yeah, right. Am I interacting with you? Taking you on play? What are the other actions that I'm doing now? So in that scenario, the individual just they're just showing the love in different levels to that individual. But so, then they're also showing less love. Yeah. Like showing more love to one child. Yeah. Yeah. Showing less love. Yeah. To this other. Child. And that's where it goes back to like, oh, you can love someone, uh, but not like them. You know, and the whole thing with Trump is like. Hey Trump, I, I love you too, but the amount of love I'm gonna give you compared to the amount of love I'm gonna give Donald or my wife is three are all three completely different types of love, right? Uh-huh. So for those who I don't like but I love them, I may not invest a lot of my time to engage with that individual because my level of love is so little, right? So because my love is so little, I'm still gonna pray for them. I'm still gonna engage with them. I, I'm try my best to, but if I have to do priorities, I'm gonna go spend my time elsewhere. Versus those who I would say, if I was to hate everybody, which I don't hate anyone, even those who I have every right to, it's like, no, I, I don't hate y'all. I just want you to move on oh, yeah. and get better. Now it's like, even y'all, that I, if I don't, if I literally hate you, that means I'm not caring about you. I'm not praying for you. I'm not. I don't want the best. I don't want nothing for. I literally want you to die, and I don't have anyone like that. That's not my yeah. mindset. I don't know. That sounds. That say, sounds a little extreme. I, mean, I don't go from like love this like that. It has to be that extreme because if you if you don't, you are in kind of this like limbo. It's like, but you, and you're not being honest with yourself because well, I, I don't have to hate somebody. Mm-hmm. Hate hate takes a lot of effort for yeah, sure for sure. Yeah. Right. So so there has to be like that energetic. I wish you would do what I asked you to do, but you don't. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep you over here. Mm-hmm. In this hate box, but then there's like that cliff yeah. mm-hmm. where it's like I don't know anybody down there. I give them zero effort, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. zero energy, zero effort. Yeah. That would be the group that I don't love. Mm-hmm. And who fits in there? And who, who would who would who would live everybody? In there? Everybody except the kids and Melissa, and then my mom and my aunties, my grandma, my grandpa, mm-hmm. dad. So then, so so that if we remove love, remove hatred, and we see someone just there, it's just no, no feeling, no, no nothing. I mean, there are people, people, mm-hmm. but we are social creatures by nature. Yes. So if if you were just two people, and you walk in, you see, you ran, you, you're on an island, right? You 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 don't care about nobody, you know, you just care about yourself. But you see another human being. But that's being. not the same as love. So, but, but where does that come from, though? Well, what's the what? What is the the, the root oh, of that? Oh, I know. This is like um, this is like the force. Not the, the, the force. I mean, just the concept, right? Yeah. If, if you think about if you well, we're well, the conversation we're having is whether or not connected beings are connected by love, 
and then you go from there. Mm -hmm. Versus we're all connected, and then I get to decide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I think we've kind of changed from into like that decision making mode having technology and being able to travel so much quicker you're being given so many more decisions of who you want to hang out with who you want to be around and it's no longer whereas i think in the past who you love like intimately or friendship wise was a lot of who was around because that's all you had whereas now I can get on Bumble BFF and have a new BFF in like two minutes. Like, and I get to decide that. Yeah, yeah, a couple swipes and you're in. If I don't like maybe maybe the fact, maybe you don't tip a waiter, I'm not going to talk to you again because I don't have to because I can get right back on Bumble BFF and find a different Mm -hmm. person who's going to fit into the mold of what I see as a best friend or somebody who I want to get to know more intimately and create that love with. I think that's kind of, I mean, separate, but overlaps with the conversation around opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. We were just talking right before about the resume conversation is, yeah, you can check, you can check nine of ten boxes, mm-hmm. but there's so many people out there. Mm-hmm. I can wait for that tenth box. Yeah. Um, so you you mentioned the force, and it's funny you see the force because the forest, the opposite of the force is what um, darkness. The dark, no, but it's still, but it's all the force though. I was gonna say there's a dark force. Yeah, there's, and there's a good a force, light force. And yeah, light force. and then love and love and hate is like, oh well, we we are classifying. So whatever you want to classify, oh, but there's two ends to it. There's always two ends to everything: good and evil. The the forest, the dark. Oh, right, the dark side of the force. Dark side of it's all. What's the opposite of the dark side of the force? Just the force. It's not the good side. It's just the force. It's just called the force. Yeah. Oh, there's well, there's no weird. good force. Just the force. <laughs> right. I don't so, know too many Star Wars references for me. Yeah. <laughs> so everything's on this spectrum, right? So if we're gonna say love is the left side and let's say hate is the the right side, then those are the tell ends. Mm. But I realize that you know us people like we're all flowing through all these spectrums and we're flowing through these spectrums with different people in different situations. Right, mm-hmm. so you may be very loving in one scenario, but you may not be so loving in a different scenario, and vice versa. But those are still the ends, because if you're if you're on one side and you completely the opposite of that, will just be the opposite end, and that'll be the same mindset in any given scenario. Now, if you want to say, you know, well, I may not love that person, but I like them a little bit, or you know, I don't want them to die. Well, those are like okay, still little, little, little like. I'm not sure, like, like little subcomponents of love to then get to that. So what you're saying is, if you can say to yourself that you don't hate anyone, mm-hmm. then that means that you love everyone. At Even least, if... Uh, yeah, at, at least a little bit. Far, the far, farthest. far end of the spectrum. For example, right now, there's everybody in the world right now is alive, right? If you do not want people to die, then great. You are, you want level one love. Let's get to 100, right? <laughs> but, but, but like, that's really what it is. And, and you can see that if we like talk about the homeless population, right? There's so many people who are homeless. When you drive by, do you look at them? Do you make eye contact? Do you say hello? Do you engage at all? Or do you just completely eliminate that person? Like, don't even acknowledge them. And if you don't acknowledge them, you think, okay, well, what if that was me? Mm. What if that was my sister? Well, that was my no. Now, now we start to really analyze ourselves, the actions that we are choosing to make. Are these an acts of love or are these acts of hatred? 
Yeah, that's right. I remember. What, when did we do that podcast? That was like no, uh, no. early on. Huh? Yeah, that was only that. We have a podcast. Okay, I'm home okay. business. Yeah, that was but actually, early. I just finished this book. Um, oh, you read? Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> only sometimes. Um, this naked mind, and it's about. Like I said, I, I stopped drinking, and it's about controlling <laughs> alcohol. I, I, I stopped drinking before I read the book, so, but I read the book as a function of like thinking about subconscious stories that are being told to us from the media. The same way, but anyway, inside of the book, it talked about how we look at the homeless mm-hmm. when they are clutching a beer can. And we say, wow, what was your problem that you couldn't control your liquor mm-hmm. and end up homeless? Yeah. What society allows us to do with that is say that I'm better than that individual. Mm-hmm. Which, and then if we, if we take it one further and say, not only am I better, I'm also going to ignore you. Mm-hmm. Then really what we've done is we've internalized the concept that we are invincible, mm. right? Um, in comparison to the homeless. In comparison to the opportunity to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? When you look at somebody homeless, either you empathize, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that sucks, or you're like, ah, oh. mm-hmm. I'm not even trying to look at this dude. But what about like I can like I do both. Like I guess it depends on my mood sometimes. Like. Sometimes I'll give him the cookies I have in my car, whereas other times, if you're out there, like, like you said, holding a beer can, I'm like, okay, like, I would like to give you money, or I would like to help you in some way, and I think we have to turn and look at it more as what can society do to change that instead of, like, and that is us individually, but, like, when I see that person, I'm like... As much as I want to help you, I'm not going to help you because you're not helping yourself, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a function of society. Yeah, yeah because sure. because we don't know their story. We don't know why they're homeless. We don't yeah. know what's yeah. going on in the back end. Um, but what I would say is that once we have someone who's homeless or we have someone who's mentally ill or we, or we have someone who who they may be living their best life, but we see areas of opportunity, right? We see other areas they could improve in. It's okay, well, once we realize that now, now what is the action that we're doing? And I, and I think we have actions where we just simply ignore and do nothing that is not loving at all. If we, that hating? That, 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 that's a version. That, that's a version of, of hating. Super close to the hate. Yeah. Because because they, because you literally do nothing, mind you. If you give them money, version of love. If you bring them somewhere, version of. If you bring them services, version of love, right? If you want to give them, if you want to put them up in your house for ten weeks, great, version of love. But if you do nothing at all, be, it can't just be. But, oh, but as long as you don't hate them, but you love them though. But 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 your your inaction is an action because love is actions, right? So if you are choosing to do nothing, you are choosing not to show love. So therefore, if you're choosing not to show love, you're choosing to show what? What is your inaction showing that individual? Hmm. That you don't care? That they don't mean anything to you at all in the in sense of your priorities, sense of your, where your taxes go? Another conversation, right? <laughs> right. right? But now it's like, okay, so now we're actually showing 
aspects of hatred instead of acts of love in mm. that particular scenario because we know how to engage you know how to show a conditional love but you're choosing not to have that same mindset with everyone whether they're homeless strangers mentally ill your co-workers you name it mm-hmm. okay. not your family yeah not your family <laughs> and any other comments before we close out of this this podcast no that was fun but yeah. I, I would say um what what is the opposite of random acts of kindness? Mm-hmm. It would have to be random acts of hatred. Yeah. 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 Where you go out of your way to do something. Or, or you People just do that though. You yeah, either go out right. your way, or you just, or you just doing like literally, like you could if you were standing at a stop sign and you want to and you see an old lady or an older woman, you could help them across the street. If you just sit back and watch them struggle, it's like like why are you doing that? Wait, wait, what what is what is how does that make you feel about yourself? What if that was your sister, your grandmother, your your mother? You know how 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 would you feel just kind of looking at this? And I think that's when we really start to challenge ourselves and dig deep. Yeah. But yeah, we'll go ahead and close out of Culture Crawl Eight Six Podcast. Thanks for listening.